We are, um, we are in a series. We just started, Colin started last week. We are talking about the church. And I don't know, I think God's doing all sorts of stuff this morning. But um, you've got to love the church. I've, I've been told this morning that um, I, I've been complimented on my clothing. And then somebody else has told me that's just because other people buy it for me. I have been uh, told that I look good for my age, and then somebody else told me I've got big ears. Um, and, and so it goes on, but this is family. This is what, I, I don't know about your house, but this is what it's like in my house. You've got your high moments, and then you get come crashing down. Um, but we are family, and what a joy to see all those people up the front leading all types of different groups this morning. So exciting, isn't it? All sorts of different perspectives from all sorts of different backgrounds. We've even got a book. I'm so excited by your book club, Callum. I, I don't think I have time to come, but I, I love your excitement. And I, I love that phrase that you just use. If you don't, if you want to, if you don't like books, but you want to like them, and that's my, I thought that is what I'm talking about for the church this morning. If you don't yet know that you like the church, but you might want to like the church. Okay, then I want to talk to you about the glory of the church and, and how exciting it is to be a part of it. Right, we're in this new series about the church. We believe that God is doing something amongst us and wants to do something uh, to rekindle our passion for the church, to draw us into belonging uh, more deeply to, to have a, a, a new perspective or our perspective renewed of what the church is and what it's for. And we believe that these are significant days when God is, is moving amongst us. So I'd love to um, continue this, uh, this, this series on the church. Today is part two. Really what I want to do this morning is I, I kind of want to lift our view of what the church is. I want us to have a glorious view of the church. I want us to have God's view of who we are as his people um, so that we have confidence, so that we have respect for it, so that we're drawn and called into the more that God has for us in these days. And alongside this preaching series, you will have heard Colin talk about it last week, we are inviting you, we are um, requesting that you come and be part of two evenings that we're running that we're calling Belong. I'll talk more about this in, in a while. We're going to be running this um, a, a number of times over the coming months, but I want you to bear that uh, in the back of your mind. But as we talk about the church, as we celebrate what it is, as we call one another into uh, uh, more in the sense of belonging, uh, we want to say to you, we'd, we'd love you, we want you, everybody who's part of the church, um, to come along to these two evenings. We're running our first, the first two belong evenings in October, um, the 11th and 18th. I'll remind you of this at the end, but then every couple of months, we'll do the same thing again so that we gradually can work through all the way through the body. And we're gonna get together and we're gonna talk about what church means to us. We're gonna share our experiences. We're gonna um, celebrate what it is to be part of this amazing, multicultural, diverse people of God from every background, um, and we're going to say, what does that mean in these days? And how do we uh, encourage one another into that, into that belonging? So that's what we're about in these days. Um, I'm excited. I hope you're excited. Just before, I, I just want to do one quick thing this morning. While we're celebrating what it is to be part of this amazing people of God, I'd love us just quickly to pray for City Gate Church in Bujumbura, in Burundi. Um, 
They have been, well, many of you will be aware of the stories that we've heard from there. Donna, um, who's uh, leads the team out there and has been working out there for years. She is a great friend of Gateway, is often here telling us stories about what uh, is going on. They've been through an incredibly bumpy time. It's a very difficult um, place to be working for God. Um, but today they have their first public meeting as Citygate Church on a Sunday morning. And it is incredibly significant for them. And any time, as Al was saying this morning, I don't know if he said it in here or in the prayer meeting, but every time we gather as God's people, it's spiritual warfare. It, 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 we are coming against an enemy who doesn't want to see the church thrive and succeed and flourish. Um, and they are very aware of that in Burundi. And so what I want to do is I want to join our hearts with theirs this morning and pray as they have this opportunity to publicly go for it in a way that they haven't done before, that God would be with them, that he'd pour out his spirit and that his, uh, they would know his anointing really and that he would build his church in that place. Amen? Um, so what, and can somebody, Joel, can you just take a picture when we do this in just a second so we can send it to them um, or somebody? Uh, can we stand? We're going to lift our... Arms. I'm going to lead us because we don't have very long. Which way is Africa from here? Is it kind of over that way? Yeah. Okay, so we're going to reach out our arms that way. We are going to pray. I'd love you to lift your voices and then I'll just lead us. But we're going to pray for the building of Citygate Church in Bujumbura. They are br- they're our brothers and sisters this morning. Amen. And we, come on, let's lift our voices. This is serious. We want to do battle that they might be established uh, and be glorious in what they do for God in that place. So yeah, Lord, we, we ask that you would pour out your spirit uh, in Bujumbura. We, we, we lift the guys at Citygate Church. We pray for Marungwa and his team. Lord, may the anointing of your Holy Spirit be upon them. Lord, will you raise them up? Would they be a sign and a wonder in their day and in their age in that nation? Lord, would many people come to see you, Jesus, and know who you are? May your glory fall in that place. Lord, may they be protected from the evil one. And Lord, we pray great blessing on them today. Build your church in that place in the mighty name of Jesus and for his glory. Amen. Right, we're going to have to be quick this morning. Um, I want to go to Ephesians Ephesians is just a wonderful book about the church, that where Paul uh, gets excited about what, it, what, what the church is, what he's doing. I'm going to read a bit from chapter one, and then I'm going to read a bit um, from chapter two. Okay, so let's begin at the, at the beginning of Ephesians, um, chapter one, verse one. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus, And I want you to receive this for us here. So to the saints that are in Swindon and are faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, with which he has blessed us in the beloved. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he has lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ, as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, 
things in heaven and things on earth. And he goes on, that sentence hasn't finished for Paul yet, but we're going to jump to chapter two. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked. That's how chapter two begins. But God, verse four, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. And he raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages, he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace, you have been saved through, through faith. And this is not your own doing. It's a gift of God, not as a result of works so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Amen. And let's start at that end bit there where he says, and this is not your doing. It is the gift of God. Your salvation, the fact that God has come into your life and got hold of you and awakened your soul and breathed life into you and forgiven your sin and set you on a course towards an eternity with him, all of that was not your doing. Amen? It was nothing to do with you. It wasn't your idea. It wasn't because of anything you deserved or earned or merited in any way. It was because God decided to pour out his love and his mercy and his grace on you. Amen? And Paul says... In love, he predestined us for adoption to himself. Predestined us before time, decided that he would choose us to be adopted into his family. And I want us, from the outset, I want us to have a high view of what the church is. Because a church, it's not just any old group of people who fancy coming together or who have something in common or need something to do on a Sunday morning. The church is the people that God has chosen, predestined before time even began, to call together and adopt into his family. Amen? By his mercy to adopt. It's God's choosing. It's God's initiative. It's all God's doing by grace. He decided that he wanted you and if you look around the room and see those around you, he decided that he wanted in love all these others as well to be part of this family. We are those who have been chosen and adopted. And though some of the, some of the times the way we talk about church, we're very casual. We talk about what church might choose or the, you know, church isn't, oh, it's, it's a bit dull right now or I'm not sure I'm getting much out. Hang on a minute. The church is the people that God has decided to put, bring into his family, Okay. This is, this is something that we need to be careful how we talk about it. God decided. God chose. It's nothing to do with us. Be careful how you talk about the church because this is the family that God has decided to, to call together as brothers and sisters. Amen? So we need a high view of that, okay? Don't, don't think that we get to have our ideas about church. No, God says what church is because God is calling together a people. And before eternity began, before time began, he's decided he wants you and you and you. And in grace, he's going to call you and adopt you and bring you into this family. 
Amen? Of his people. Wow, what a, what a, what a high calling. Can we, can we lift our eyes to see what the church is? And, and we look around and we think, well, you know, I don't, maybe I don't get on well, so well with that one. Or I find that one a bit difficult. Or, oh, that, did you know what that person did? Hang on a minute. These are pers- people that in spite of weaknesses and the, and the ways that they affect us, these are people that God has chosen to adopt into his family. And same with us, with all our faults and all our problems and all our weaknesses and the things we, the, the ways we rub other people up the wrong way, actually God in mercy decided to adopt us into his family. And it's the same with every other one. Whatever the difference, whatever the things that we find easy or difficult, the ones we get along with, the ones we don't, no, God has decided, okay? Almighty God has decided to choose for himself a people. And we are those people. And what, what a privilege that is, isn't it? So let's have a high view of what, who we are as the people of God. And I love it. We were talking as elders when we met on Thursday about uh, Robert and the way that, the, the way that in that unique way he calls us brother. He, he's, he's always, particularly Al, I think, for some reason. I don't know why. It was always Brother Al. Brother Al was doing this. And you know when you greet him in the morning, does he do this to you, brother? He's morning brother. And, and, and we laugh. But no, we are, we're brothers and sisters. We're joined, but we've been adopted into a family. We're just trying to train him, actually, to, to say sister as much. Because it's, it's not just about the brethren, it's about the cistern as well. Cistern, is that? No, that's a, that's some, no, that's a different thing. Okay, that, maybe that isn't a word. But no, we're brothers and sisters. We're adopted by God's choice into his family for all eternity. Amen? Wow, we're part of that. God, in his mercy, chose to adopt us. That's the first thing. And I think as we think about the church, wow, what, what, what an anchor point that is. Before time even began that we were chosen by God, by grace, to be part of this incredible family throughout eternity. And what a hope that we go on being part of that family into eternity with God in, in, in the new heavens and new earth. Amen. It's exciting though, isn't it? Right. That's one anchor point. But the other thing, let me, just, let me just remind you what we're about as God's people. Because often I think, we, you know, we're so casual about, about the church and what it means and what it is in our world. But actually, God has called a people that through us, get this, he might display his image and his glory to the rest of creation. Amen? display the glories of his grace and his mercy and his love, that gets displayed through us, through this family, this adopted ragtag family, saved by grace. He gets to, he he has chosen to display his glory to all of creation. That is the, that is the calling that is on our lives. And I know it doesn't often feel like that. It doesn't feel like that when we're bumbling through life or we're gathered together and we're not sure how much we're liking it and all those kind of things. But actually, we have been called and are destined to be those that display the image of God. And that's, that's what we're about. And, we're, and some days we do it not so well and some days we do it better. And some days we're not even sure what it's all about. But God is at work to display his glory through us. Amen? That's amazing, isn't it? See, the, the, you know, right back at the beginning of the story, Genesis 1, it says this, doesn't it? God blessed them, Adam and Eve, 
And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. That commission hasn't changed. Still, we, the fall means that it's a whole lot harder. It is a struggle, but still, amidst the ruins that sin has caused in the earth, God is, is raising up a new society. God is raising up a new tribe of people saved by grace from every background and every nation and every tongue and every experience and every age that together we might display the glory of God in his grace and his mercy and his love. Amen? That is what we're about as his family. And we're in the passage that we've just read, you see, there's lots of things that we don't see at the moment, isn't it? In the passage, it talks about we've been blessed in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. And you kind of think, well, what's that all about? Also, we've been raised up with him and seated uh, with him in the heavenly places. But the heavenly places just means that we don't see that right now with our visible eyes. But spiritually, this is what has happened. So everything that has happened to Jesus has happened to us. We're in Christ now, amen? And everything that... Jesus deserves, we now get to be the beneficiaries of. How amazing is that? That is what's true spiritually, and we need to, uh, we need to be convinced that that is what is going on. The ch- chapter uh, 1, verse 10 that we just read, God's plan is that in the fullness of time, he will unite all things in Christ, things on heaven and things on earth. That's where this is all heading, okay? We now are in Christ, saved by grace, adopted into this amazing family, but ultimately, all things will be brought together under the headship of Christ. His kingdom is coming, be in no doubt. He will have the preeminent position. Every knee will bow at his name. And we are those that get the privilege in this day and age, in all the chaos and brokenness that we see around us, to be the, those who, are, who together as a family are beginning and working out how to display his glory. But that's where everything is heading. One day, his kingdom will fill everything. But we're on the right side of history. We're in Christ now. Amen? So don't have, be, uh, what I want to say is, be, let's be very confident about where this is all heading. When we're struggling on Monday morning, we think, God, where are you? What is going on? No, actually, we are those who are adopted into this family that goes on for eternity, that we'll all be together before the throne of God, that picture that we see in Revelation. And all things, God's plan is to unite all things in Christ, things on heaven We're in on it already. And our job now is to, little by little, in our own ways, and the things he's called us to do, to begin to display his image. Amen? I love the way that Eugene Peterson puts this, last verse of chapter one. At the center of all this, this is in the message, by the way, Ephesians 1.23, at the center of all this, Christ rules the church. The church, you see, is not peripheral to the world. The world is peripheral to the church. The church is Christ's body in which he speaks and acts, by which he fills everything with his presence. 
So the church is established. The church is his adopted family. The church is going on into all eternity when Christ's kingdom will fill all and he will be lifted up and have the preeminent position over all things. And we will love him and worship him. And as it says, in, again, in the bit that we've just read, where is it? So that in the, this is uh, chapter two, verse seven. So that in the coming ages, he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. We are those who've been destined that in the coming ages, God Almighty would show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Jesus Christ. That's quite good, isn't it? That's where everything is heading. That's what church is about. And what we're working out is how to do this, this well, how to be together well, how to bear his image well, how to display his glory well. And what we want to do in these days is call ourselves again to that because it's hard work. We know Jesus said in this world you'll have trouble. But what we've got to do is lift our eyes to see what has already happened in the heavenly places. What is true of us spiritually, that this is what God is doing. This is what he's about. And actually to lift our eyes and say, wow, that's what the church is. That's what my focus needs to be. That's what God is calling me to. Amen? So what does that look like right now? Well, I love this verse. Chapter 2, verse 10 says this. We are his workmanship. We are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So this is boiling it down to the nitty-gritty of uh, everyday life. What is it that we do? This people who are called, gathered together, adopted to be this family that displays his glory. What, what, what we do is every day, we walk in the things, we walk in the works, the good works, the things that God has prepared in advance for us to do. Amen? Which doesn't sound too complicated in a way, does it? But I think, you know, we make it a whole lot more complicated. But actually what God calls us to do is to walk in the things that he has prepared in advance for us to do. You see, it's all his doing. Salvation is all his doing. Adopting us into his family is all his doing. But that's not where it ends. He actually says, no, I've also prepared in advance for you things that I want you to do that are unique to you. See, every one of us is different. I don't know if you knew that. We have unique experiences, backgrounds, things to celebrate, unique tragedies, suffering, unique skills and gifts, unique ways that we feel and that interact with different people. We're all create, we're all his workmanship. The, the word that the Bible uses there, workmanship, or, or it, it's, it's a work of art. We're a work of art, it says. It's the word that we get poem from. It's a, it's a creative work, and every one of us is different. I want you to know this morning that you are a unique work of the hands of Almighty God, creative work, and your every one is different from the other. And, and the point of Ephesians 2 verse 10 is that all the unique things that make up you, the bad things, the good things, the things you've been through, the things you hated, the things you loved, the things that make you the way you are, all of those are uniquely crafted. You're a work of art that God has created that he might use. And there's things that only you can do as a result of that. Works that he's prepared in advance for you to do. And you know what the church is? It's a, gr a group of people, a family together, who are 
egging one another on and encouraging one another into those unique things that God has for each one of us to do. Amen? That fundamentally, that's what it's about. Esther, my youngest, is, is a creative person. And uh, she spends lots of time, she does art, she makes clothes. She, it's amazing. The, the, the process of creativity is amazing. And sometimes it goes wrong. And then she adapts what she's doing and kind of makes it into something else. Or, and, and, you know, every bit is unique. And it kind of has this kind of love and attention. And you never quite know what's going to come out the end. That's part of the creative process. And I, that, that's what God's like with us. And the amazing thing is that in his mercy and his grace, he takes even the, the bits where, that we think are the most painful bits and the bits where we're damaged and weak. And actually, in his incredible wisdom, he actually makes those part of what is uniquely the way that we bear his image to. And that's amazing, isn't it? That is amazing. And actually, what we get to do as the church is to help one another on the journey of working out what those things are and, and beginning to walk in them. And, you know, the main thing that I think, so it's not about being really clever about trying to work out um, what, what we're supposed to do in life. Actually, you know what? Fundamentally, I guess it's about sticking close to him, isn't it? Because he's prepared these things in advance for us. And by the way, I'm not just talking about big, you know, some, some people have really big dreams and get really excited about them and, um, you know, to, to change society in a big way or serve this group of people or, you know, start up some new project. Or I, I'm talking about those things, but I'm talking about also the little tiny things, the everyday things, the things that we, where, we, where we just meet someone and take the time to listen to them. Uh, you know, the, the times where we visit a, a, an elderly per, a relative who doesn't even still know who we are, what we do in those moments, the way we, that we are with our kids on the days where they're not so easy to love. There's, there's never been any kids in our family, obviously. But no, 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 it's the little everyday things where actually we're, th those are the works as well as the big things. It's all of that, okay? And, and what, what we're about as God's people is encouraging us in everyday things, the small things, the big things, the things in your neighborhood, the things with a person who's difficult at work, the things where it's tempting to gossip about the person in the office that nobody really gets on with. No, it's in those moments, those works, that, that we would be, that we would call one another to be the people that God has designed us to be, that display his glory. And gradually that gets seen and others are drawn in. Amen? It's, it's not that complicated at one level and we make it complicated. And I know I'm, I'm speaking to myself. But you know, fundamentally it's about being faithful, and it's about being close to God, and it's about being filled with his spirit that we might know what those things are to walk into, that we might be close enough to him to stick with, to find them, to, to follow his spirit into, into everyday life and, and to bear his image in the way that he wants us. Amen? And we can't do that on our own, that's the thing. He's called us into a family because we need one another. And uh, this is like... It's like going to look at the end of the book uh, when you're reading a book, but I've just got to jump to, to chapter four, which is all about how the body works together. Chapter four of Ephesians, all about how the body works together and every part plays its part. And as every part plays its part, then the whole thing is built up and matures and grows, the church that is, yeah? 
And so actually, we can't do it on our own. We need one another. That's why God has called us and joined us, joined our hearts together, so that we might be those who push one another on in this and and release one another into the things that, that God has made uniquely for us. And that we see each one of us different with, with all of our differences flourish in the things that God has made us to be and to do. Amen? And what we want to do in this uh, this season, as we call ourselves to, uh, to be excited again about the church, we call our, one another to belong again. We want to go through this process, which is why these two evenings that we're asking you to come and be a part of, the first two in October, we just want to sit around tables together with, with um, us as leaders and people from across the body and just say, what, what, what excites you about the church? What's your experience of church? How can we help one another to be those who walk in the works that God has prepared in advance for us each to do. And as do we do that, we are built up. Amen? We, we mature. We become this glorious family that God has destined us to be. It's a together thing. Uh, we, we had a one... Oh, I'm running out of time, but I just want to say this. Um, we had just such a good time yesterday, joined with um, other churches. You've heard little bits about it already, but uh, in the afternoon, we went out. Um, and just walked around the streets, prayed, saw what God wanted us to do. Um, me and Eve went out together just quite locally, didn't it? Don't look scared. It's okay. It's not too bad. Um, uh, and we, 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 we summoned up our courage and we knocked on one or two doors. And there we had one of the conversations. We had just had uh, this great conversation with a lady who, um, she was just saying that, that there's no community anymore. Though she wasn't, uh, she wasn't a, a, a religious person, but she recognized that in religions, this were her words, that, you know, that people do actually come together and there's a lot that breaks society down and breaks people apart. And, and, and the scary thing is that happens in the church, of course, um, which is why, by the way, we are big on unity here and we are, make it a priority that actually it's not just about gateway and, and us being united together, but actually uh, uh, with those around the town and, and further afield who also love Jesus and are called to be part of this family. Because, because we're all the same, amen? We're all adopted. There's no one who's better or worse. If you're in the family, you're in the family because God chose you to be in the family. Let's remember that bit from the beginning so that no one gets to boast. And so what we're about actually is, is calling this family in all its different parts, not... Here, yes, but also beyond across Swindon to say we're part of one family, yeah? And actually, it's worth the hard work of, of, of working together and loving one another and working thing and being reconciled where that's necessary because that is when God, be, uh, that John 17, John's prayer to the Father uh, just before he was crucified, that as uh, it make, make us one and as we're one, then the world will see, then the world will know about me. Anyway, where, how did I get to that? We had this lovely conversation um, with this lady, and, and, and she was right. But we have to work at that. We have to work at being together. We have to work at being a family. Um, it, 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 it won't just happen. And it's a spiritual battle, actually, because the enemy does not want the church to succeed and to thrive and to walk into the things that God has got for it and to flourish, and to bear the image of Jesus. The enemy does not want that to happen. So every time we gather, again, Al, I keep quoting you this morning. You must be full of wisdom in the prayer meeting. But every time we gather, it's a spiritual battle because we're, we're coming together. We're putting aside our differences and the things we find difficult and all of that. 
And we're saying, Jesus, may your image and your glory be shown amongst us. Amen? Which is why oh, it was, it's such a joy yesterday, what, the things that we did out on the streets and worshiping together with, with other churches as well. Learning together to, to bear his image that others might know that Jesus Christ is Lord and that he's calling to himself a people in these days. So, practically, I want to ask you to, I think there's uh, 15 places left on the belong, the two belong evenings in October 11th and 18th. There's a sign-up sheet at the back at the next steps point with a new fancy map. Um, very nice. Um, so, if you haven't signed up yet, Please come and sign up at the, uh, I think Al will be there at the end if you want to ask any questions about Belong. But if there isn't space on that one, there'll be another one coming in a couple of months. But we just want to get together and we want to uh, call ourselves into this, this deeper sense of belonging um, and to be all that God has intended us to be as his church. Amen? Right, let us stand. Because as Callum said, you know, if we're not filled with the Spirit, if we're not anointed by God, then we're never going to do this thing. Amen? We've got to be in tune with him so that we uh, walk into these things that God has got for us. So let's ask God that he would fill us with his Spirit and actually that the Holy Spirit would be more active amongst us in these days um, as we walk into this because that is the way that we will start to be the people that he has called us to be and bear his image. Amen? Colin said last week we we're a people of the Spirit. So let's pray. Let's lift our hands. Lord Jesus, if you're going, come on, let's go for this. If you're, if you're saying, yeah, Lord, come on, build your church. I want to be part of this. I want to I belong. I want to walk into this more fully. All that you've got for us in these days, let's lift our hands high. Lord Jesus, we pray that you would pour out your spirit upon us in these days. We pray, Lord, cause us to be all that you intended, all that you saw, Lord, when you predestined to adopt us into this amazing family. Lord, we pray that as your people, we might bear your image more fully in the days ahead. Lord, we pray that you would cause us to flourish. We pray that you would cause us to uh, encourage and release one another into the things that you've got for us. Lord, that you might be more glorified in our midst. So we pray, fill us, Lord, Fill us in these days. Uh, Lord, take us on this journey uh, of discovering what it is more fully to be your people, that we might uh, display you in our day, Lord, that we might do battle, that many, many more people might see who you are, Jesus, and how amazing you are in the way that you love us, Lord. So we say, build your church, fill us with your spirit, Lord. Come and be amongst us for your glory. Amen.